This is Gail Cook. And this is Kara Amy Maxfield. And this this is Permanent Filter. Filter. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of our podcast, Permanent Filter. My name is Kara Amy Maxfield. And I'm Gail Cook. And this episode is entitled Quiet Buildings, Lively Voices, in which we explore my uh, Gail and my interest in old buildings, in historical buildings, in buildings that have been neglected and are still around within society. And uh, what is it that is so compelling for the both of us? And I know for myself that there's something about an older building, and especially one that's somewhat neglected and forlorn, that brings me to mind of a person who has a very rich history. I think back to a book that I read, a photojournalistic book on New Orleans, which is a city that I very much love. Yeah, it's pretty great. And when I initially first wanted to go there was after reading this line that said, New Orleans prefers its people, like its buildings, to be interestingly scarred. And I thought, I wonder if that is the appeal for me of some of these neglected buildings, is that they seem like they're individuals who've seen a lot, have some memories, strong memories about things both pleasant and unpleasant, and they're stored within their very walls, like an individual would store these memories in in their minds and in their, you know, sense memory as well. Mm-hmm. So is, is there a sense of that that compels you about? I think uh, with old buildings. buildings and abandoned buildings, it's more like, for me, mm-hmm. more about what I'm curious about the people that lived in them and why they left and why the building hasn't been used again because a lot of times that i've it to me it's a little bit of a wasted space especially for the more upkept ones i i wonder what went within those walls uh when it's an older building Mm -hmm. and there's just some kind of like an intrigue and romance about something being abandoned Mm -hmm. you know that's very true that's very true i i you know, I it for me it's it's not like oh my god is it haunted, mm-hmm. but it's more of a... well, it's something that goes beyond haunted. The haunted mm-hmm. is is a definite plus. Like if it would if it was something reputed to be haunted, that would definitely uh, increase the uh, increase the interest mm-hmm. in the place. But it's not just the haunting. It's no because. Especially, I, I watch a lot of YouTube videos on abandoned buildings, mm-hmm. and especially uh, ones that are filled to the brim with personal belongings. And you just kind of wonder why, why these people left, why they left all their stuff. Mm-hmm. It just uh, it hurts my brain to to even mm-hmm. even wonder why was there some tragedy, some yeah. scandal, yeah. you know? Yeah. Just what would possess you to to leave all of your things in a house and never come back again well it, it always 
comes back to me, it always comes back for me to this whole, the Marie Celeste, which was this, this mystery of this ship that, uh, where other sailors came upon it and mm -hmm. it was just found drifting. And there was no, the, there was no sign of any damage to the ship itself. So no reason there wasn't mm -hmm. like, oh, there's a huge hole in the hull. Yeah. The, 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 the ship was just simply drifting, you know, in calm waters mm -hmm. and everyone, there was no one on the ship. There was no signs of a struggle mm -hmm. and there was, everything was laid out. Like there was, you know, uh, dishes laid out as though for a meal. Mm -hmm. uh, cards play laid out as though somebody was playing a game. Like there, it wasn't that everything was put away, like nicely put away, mm -hmm. and then everyone stepped away from there. Mm -hmm. There was a sense of something happened in the middle of the action, and that's yeah. the feeling that I get when, like, you're talking about places where you have all the personal effects. Mm -hmm. You see this in a lot of. Um, the abandoned mental institutions mm -hmm. where there would be it, it astonished me when I was doing research into the uh, a series of buildings named after Thomas Kirkbride called the Kirkbride buildings and a lot of these places would just have like patient files mm -hmm. like equipment even like filing cabinets even sort of the standard sort of and nondescript items that you think could be of some value, somebody going to the next office. Mm -hmm. Why was everything left as though people were spirited away by, you know, aliens or had come across, had been vaporized in some way? It's just very strange, this whole kind of everything in the middle of the action and especially... Yeah, especially when it comes to patient files strewn, you think of confidentiality and issues. But that's what has gone on. It's not you know? really an isolated incident, though, mm. because I've watched several videos on um, hospitals and hotels where the same thing, all the files are there. Mm. Um, there was a working computer in one of them. Mm. Really? Like, they, they abandon these buildings, <laughs> and then they leave yeah. the electricity <laughs> on, and, I mean, they've clearly been oh, abandoned for years. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. So it's just, so it's, it is strange. Like, does somebody mm. plan on coming back? Why do they still have electricity? I yeah. don't know. Yeah. But, I mean, it's just so haunting to walk through those halls and see um, equipment left there, files to yeah. be perused by anybody who randomly wants to come through and look at them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's... As though they had to, as though they had to depart in a hurry. And yeah. there's one thing that can be said about sort of bureaucracy or any any of the sort of the, the human systems behind that are set up in places like this is that nothing is done in a hurry, including mm -hmm. leaving. Like normally yeah. there's a process for that. Mm -hmm. That's part of the inherent boringness of it all is that there's, there's you know, closing processes. Mm -hmm. There's a whole system of like, okay, now we get Here's what we do with client information, patient information. Here's how we, you know, basically unplug the equipment and take it with us. So this kind of like in this sense of like. Well, I find immediacy for, yeah. is, is quite shocking. It is. It's like yeah. you'd think somebody would have thought to bring those. I mean, they're private files, right? Yeah. And, and nowadays, especially with privacy issues and mm -hmm. stuff. 
Wouldn't you have somebody go back and just grab those? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But they've been yeah. forgotten by yeah. the establishments anyways. Mm-hmm. And it's just, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. You know? I mean, but there is there is the intrigue of, you know, mm-hmm. being able to snoop into mm-hmm. into a life. Yeah. When you're in those kind of places, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, maybe not permission, but you're you're stepping into a house or or a place of business that's mm-hmm. abandoned mm-hmm. and and you're experiencing their life and you can see what they've done by just whatever they've left there and it's just yeah. it's just bizarre and i there's a sense for me when i watch these videos is a loneliness yes and very much so i don't know It's like loneliness. I wouldn't say despair, but a kind of depression. Mm -hmm. Like that, just the feeling I get Mm -hmm. when I watch these things. Mm -hmm. It's like it's just weird. Kind of an Ozymandias, sort of like this. This sort of will pass. What is being created with the idea of a very like noble, a noble cause or an intent is just sort of like what was the point of all of this? I yeah. I I watched this one video Mm -hmm. and they went and this house was quite overgrown. Mm -hmm. It had everything this person had ever owned. Mm -hmm. Um, and this person had died and nobody Mm -hmm. came back for stuff Mm -hmm. and it's just left there to Mm -hmm. be taken over by nature. Yeah. And it's just, I just have a, had a sadness there and it's like, how sad is it that nobody, nobody came back for your things Yeah. and they may, are you forgotten? You know, it, just looking at pictures and like the personal photos and where this guy slept and you know, I just I don't know, I it makes me a, sad. I have a book in my in my library and it's about it's called the the things that they left behind. And it's it's about an upstate New York mental hospital no since closed down and it was the book was written about the the, the patients themselves. They the uh, the writers of the book made the connection between the individual suitcases and the yes. patient in question, and then told their stories. And it's very mm-hmm. much as you're mm-hmm. describing, like the loneliness, the whole sense of as the people were sort of forgotten, left behind, oftentimes mm-hmm. buried in the same, buried, forgotten in the same place as where they spent you know sort of the 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 years of their life so too are their suitcases and what do those personal items say about the people within there and it 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 makes me sad watching things like that and seeing Mm -hmm. things like that because it's you are only remembered by the people who knew you Mm -hmm. and once those people are gone you're forgotten you know, mm-hmm. and it's just, to me, that's so upsetting. Like, mm-hmm. you don't, it, it's kind of like where I work. There's a whole load of talent there, but mm-hmm. nobody will ever know after they're gone. Yeah. yeah and then, things. and when I'm gone and mm-hmm. when their relatives are gone, they'll be forgotten. Yeah. That's, but at least, at least you can gather some old with the notion that the physical blocks that they have well, will at least, still remain. Well, but yes. yeah, in the sense, but that's that's a profound point because 
maybe that's why I I am excited and somewhat encouraged by the buildings that are left in society mm -hmm. because there is still there's still a place to explore and to question and to consider what sort of what ways what sort of things aren't we doing as society and what ways are we doing things mm -hmm. by those markers of what's no longer what's no longer the current mm -hmm. and whereas if those buildings are torn down there is no history there there is no memories that in a sense is like in the same way as a person who's you know no longer in this life mm -hmm. and that they you know that there's nothing left to them well you have to consider the worth of the history behind it i guess um i mean let's face it if somebody wasn't famous nobody wants to hear about it mm. <laughs> you know yeah. they don't care yeah. if there's you know if i don't know wayne gretzky died today everybody would be upset and want a piece of whatever he mm -hmm. had right whereas mm -hmm. joe blow down the street nobody cares and they'll just leave it to rot mm -hmm. do you know what i mean yeah yeah which is upsetting <laughs> but do you think that these do you believe that that buildings can store memories like people do you think that there is a sense of especially if something very upsetting something that it's really emotional happened while within the walls of the building, that that building can retain that energy? Well, that's a hard call. See, there's a, a mansion in the United States that's made of, uh, that has marble walls and it is reputedly haunted. Don't ask me what it is right now because I can't remember, but it's mm. reputedly haunted. Mm. But they say that the the marble walls recorded the voices of some of the people that mm. lived there mm. because certain kinds of marble have mm. the properties that apparently have the properties that will um, record the voices. Mm. And then yeah. in certain circumstances, you will hear the voices of the past. So mm. in that sense, mm. maybe. Mm. Then um, there's literally some science behind why people would hear voices. Yeah, I wish I remembered I just... uh, which house that was. I think it was one of the Gold Coast mansions. Could have been. I yeah. think so, yeah. Um, yeah. I'd, I'd have to look Woolworth. it up again. Possibly. Mansion. Yeah. Sounds the right. Italianate marble. Yeah. Um, uh, other, it's, it's really a hard call. I mean, you have to question whether you believe in the supernatural or not, I think. Mm. Um, mm. I'm kind of on the fence about that kind mm. of thing. Um, I'm not ruling it out, but it needs to be proven to me for a definitive answer. Okay. But I think depending on what happened to the house, if something terrible happened to the house, I do believe that um, the memories of whatever actions do stay in the house, but it's mainly in the minds of the community. Ah, okay. Do you know what I okay. mean? Okay. So if you have a certain house that people died horribly in, the community will remember and they will shun that house. And I mean, it's true because they've, I, I believe it's John Wayne Gacy's house they tore down. 
Oh, okay. So it no longer exists. And there's a couple of houses I've heard of where p terrible things have happened. So they just tear it down. Okay. And why, so why do you think that that's not, that can't be just strictly as, uh, like a belief in the supernatural? Why do you think that is, that people would resort to that in the community? I can understand that, but I'm just wondering what... Who wants a reminder of that? Oh, okay. Who wants so the physical the reminder, reminder of, okay. of terrible actions, right? Then I can understand that. Hmm. I mean, having said that, there are a lot of um, reputed haunted houses where whatever happened in the house stayed there, hmm. um, theoretically. Hmm. But like I said, I can't say for sure whether they have but i mean psychologically yeah and as stories have been passed around yeah. see here's the thing about going into a reputed haunted house everybody's heard the story so you go in knowing yeah. or yeah you've heard of a story about the house yeah. and the mind is a power powerful thing mm -hmm. very true so and especially if you go in with a group, I think, because mm. you go in yourself, you're scared, something may or may not happen, or you imagine something has happened, yeah. or you go in a group and you feed off each other. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, yeah, it's totally haunted. We all went in there, but was it? Yeah. Or, you know, was well, it? What it, you're talking about actually reminds me puts me in mind of an episode of, I believe it was Supernatural, uh -huh. of the show Supernatural, where there was a place that was reported to be haunted. So there were some uh, YouTubers who were going, fictional, who were going into the, uh, going into the place and then in identity and end up getting killed. And then sort of the, 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 the episode, as you go through the episode, you realize that, nothing actually happened in that place like there actually was it was all folklore there never mm -hmm. was a murderer there never i remember was that any, one and, and what ended up happening is that people it was the power as you're talking about with the group mind where people actually created like and in sort of under this in the fearful you know this group mind the fearfulness that they generated, the fact that they were actually in the location created an entity that never existed. It was incense, mm -hmm. yeah. a sort of a murderous ghost of nothing. Like yeah. there was, it was not a ghost of anything. It was a ghost that was created simply because people willed it into existence. Exactly. So that's a very interesting concept, that whole thing that the power of suggestion is a powerful one. So a place and all of the the sort of the whispers and rumors about it can in fact, you know, have more of an effect on the community, as you're saying, than than what it can actually do in reality. I think it's kind of like say you had a relative mm -hmm. that did something, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You had nothing to do with it. Mm -hmm. You were just their relative. Yeah. But every time somebody who knew about what your cousin or whatever did they're gonna mm -hmm. look at you and like mm, mm. you know yeah well that person's cousin is the guy that blah blah right yeah. so you're tainted by that and and it's the same with i think a building where something happens in the building mm. and then every time mm. somebody passes by it's like oh that's where that happened right mm. okay. and then it i think 
And the building sort of says, in effect, okay, if I'm going to be seen, if I'm going to be seen as a bad building, I'm going to be a bad building. And <laughs> you then know, the next thing you know, there's a bunch of dead teenagers. With yeah, a you know, broken recording equipment. So in a way, it does. It is with the building, mm. but mm -hmm. I think it's more with the community around it. Okay. Because at the end of the day, in mm -hmm. my opinion, mm -hmm. a building is just real estate. Mm. that just happened and if something bad happened well it's real estate with something bad that happened there yeah yeah but there is but there is a practice or there is a real world kind of like application of that in that real estate um agents have to reveal if something happened in the house if there was a murder that took place which is interesting because what unless it's sort of something where they figure the murderer is going to keep oh yes and by the way the murderer still lives in the basement in the uh in the suite well, downstairs well that would be concerning that would be like but so then there must be an element of that then well it's this it's, belief that something is harboring in there otherwise what difference would it make if somebody was killed in well, in a place and you got and you got a really good deal well i mean obviously the neighbors are going to tell you yeah. and you're going to be like Oh, yeah. really? And yeah. for me, if the real estate agent said that the house I wanted to buy had so many murders, it's like, do I get something? Do I get money off for that? Yeah, exactly. You need to lower the price there for that. Exactly. You know, it's just like, but I mean, the thing is, is then that they, they must be the sort of in a very sort of practical kind of sector, like real estate, that still must come into it because Absolutely. it can't be from a practical point of view, like the house poses a danger. You know, it's, it's not like, oh, by the way, your house contains asbestos, as opposed to, oh, by the way, 25 years ago, somebody killed their family, you know? But I think that, if, now, I could absolutely mm -hmm. be wrong, but I think that if somebody dies at home and you sell the property, mm -hmm. I think there's a certain um, period where the real estate agent does have to say mm -hmm. that somebody died in this house. But I'm not... I'm not sure. It's just what I heard. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it's the same idea, even if it wasn't tragic. Well, I mean, people dying is tragic. But uh, I think that, to me, it's just real estate with bad happenings. But, I mean, there's also, like, the case with hospitals where a terrible mm -hmm. thing happened. And, I mean, it's totally valid. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I mean, terrible thing in terms like, of, like, well, I mean, somebody dying? Well, but that's a good but that's a good point though too with hospitals there's there's much tragedy there's much big emotion tragedy and births you know and 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 happiness great joy and great um, you know sadness happening so why aren't more hospitals uh, haunted you know there well, should be more hospital hauntings but i mean the abandoned hospital i mean like for example in in edmonton the our own charles Campbell hospital mm -hmm. has has quite a history and a reputation as being a haunted building but the history of, of the building so it starts back from the 1900s where it was used by the jesuits mm -hmm. um and then became was in use in in during uh during the war during the World War, and then from 46 to 66, 
was actually used as quote unquote an Indian, that their terminology, Indian or official terminology, Indian tuberculosis center. But didn't they do forced um, sterilizations there as well? Uh, that did, that was sort of part and parcel yeah. of that, that particular sort of treatment center, yes. as, as it were, like tuberculosis, which has never gone away, was something in full force. And there was this belief during, during those times, like the 40s, 50s, 60s, even into the 70s, that they believed that it could be, that the tuberculosis could be cured by kind of being out like fresh air is what you needed. Mm -hmm. I worked in Saskatchewan as a reporter and uh, close to where the the newspaper office was, was actually this big sanitarium mm -hmm. in just outside of Fort Capels, Saskatchewan, where people would come from like across Western Canada to be treated for tuberculosis, but there really wasn't a treatment then or now. It was essentially like, as it was for many mental institutions, a resting cure where it's like fresh air and you're kind of, you know, it's, you know, you're, you're relaxed and mm -hmm. it's not so much of a treatment as it is kind of a, um, just kind of taking care of yourself, which is quite different. But um, going back to the Charles Council Hospital, the, the people who have had spent time there would talk about just sort of like the loneliness of their experience there mm -hmm. because of part of the treatment for tuberculosis was this kind of isolation even amongst the patients. Right. And the idea of being taken from your communities as Indigenous people were at the time. Yeah. They were actually flown from their communities up north and brought back to Edmonton to be, you know, treated or to be, you know, kept at this hospital. Uh -huh. um, there would be a tremendous sense of sort of isolation from yeah. one's community and just a general kind of like dis disconnection from things. And I just wonder how much that sort of permeates the the building itself the physical building i don't know um because to me a place like a hospital if it's abandoned it has negative connotations anyway because it's a place where people go when they're ill when they're injured mm -hmm. You know, mm. some people don't come out alive, kind of thing, yeah. and and I kind of some people are buried on the grounds. Yeah, and, and I I kind of wonder. as much as anything. Yeah, and I kind of wonder how much um, is just the stigma of whatever happened at whatever place, mm -hmm. and and what is just an old building creaking or stuff falling down? Mm -hmm. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's a hard call, but yeah. certainly when you, when I would think when you go into one of these places, all abandoned, mm -hmm. you bring your own preconceived concept and emotions mm -hmm. into it. Mm -hmm. So you, you kind of create the mood you want to go in, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, that definitely kind of figures into it but I mean and when you look at those you know in speaking with hospitals there's no 
there's no type of hospitals more laden with emotional and historical baggage than those of uh, the mental institutions. Yeah. So when you look at, even as I mentioned earlier, the Kirkbride buildings, as they were known after Thomas Kirkbride, who was the head of what would have been, we're talking, this is, you know, 18, the early 18, uh, 1800s, mm -hmm. would have been the head of sort of like, the American Psychological right. Association. I mean, that that precur that was the precursor of that. But his important, you know, like his his reputation and importance was on the equal with that. So these buildings that were developed were developed with the idea, with the philosophy of arresting care. So they were always mm -hmm. off in the countryside, and the idea of these mental institutions or you know sanitariums for the um, look for lunatic for lunatics like the terminology that they used also very much related mm -hmm. to how society viewed the mentally ill right so they went through the whole society for you know for for lunatics society for you know um you know the whatever whatever terminology was the terminology du jour and now basically it comes down to when everyone like within within alberta right it's like the hot alberta hospital mm -hmm. and people who reside in alberta know that means the <laughs> mental institution That's so fair. now we've dealt with the whole issue of the naming of these places by just saying in general we don't even say hospital for the mentally you know yeah. insane hospital for the mentally unstable hospital it's just like alberta hospital that's mm -hmm. that's how we know it so i mean these places more than than anywhere else really were repositories for all of the the attitudes of the people at their time and of who belongs in society Mm -hmm. and who needs to be sort of put away into an institution. Mm -hmm. Well, I think when you go into these buildings, you create the mood that you go in with. So mm -hmm. if I went in with curiosity and excitement, yeah. it's going to be <laughs> a lot, I think it would be a lot better in, in experience than going in with fear and trepidation, do right? Mean, like, do you mean as an urban archaeologist, or you mean as somebody committed to a mental institution? A little bit of a, little bit of b. <laughs> well, you're not going to go in if you going into an institution <laughs> with a positive it's outlook, it's probably. Yeah. But, um, yeah. like in an abandoned building mm -hmm. of any type, I think you the the mood that you go in with creates the atmosphere mm -hmm. that and creates the experience that you're going to have if you go in with fear you're going to be afraid for the entire thing if you go in with curiosity over the wonders of of the items left behind then it's going to be a great experience i mean i see a lot of youtube videos where they go in with with both you know i mean you always have to be aware of the dangers that the these buildings the physical dangers. Yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? Well, yeah, yeah. They can be when you're exploring, when you're doing any sort of exploration. A lot of these peeps, pe uh, a lot of these places are actually like restricted entrance because yes. they are dangerous. So you're always going with friends, folks. Too. Yeah. <laughs> 
Actually, I, I've seen a couple of videos of people going in and falling, almost falling through the floor. So mm -hmm. you always want to have somebody with you if you're going. Just in case. You, and, and, you, and, and I remember reading like a, a, a horror story as a child where a person was exploring and actually ended up falling through. It was in a house in France, I believe. And they fell on sort of like a, uh, a pit of... of of human remains oh, from the plague nice. that where people had been in a buried in a group grave. So that sounds oh, quite friendly. Nice. <laughs> Real grave. friendly. Yes, Real friendly. Somehow, why does group grave somehow find, sound like kind of a fun happening as opposed to mass grave, which just seems undifferentiated. So I don't know. Uh, I, uh, that's that's a different grave. podcast. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> Something for a different podcast. But I, I, I like what you say about how the attitude that you come in with determines sort of how you view the place and maybe how the view place views you. Could and be. I wonder if attitude upon attitude kind of creates almost a psychic layer of paint on the place. It could, yeah. All of these collective attitudes like physically add up and create this legend of a place or um, just the general what the place emanates into the community. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that um, older places, hospitals, random buildings, houses uh, could be a unique slice of history depending mm -hmm. on the things inside mm -hmm. of the house and whatever history you've researched yeah. with them. I, from what I've seen, they are interesting and exciting places to explore. So yeah. I would like to go into that with that attitude rather than terrible things have happened here in Ermagerd. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. There has to be a spirit of exploration. Mm -hmm. And a sense of respect with a healthy sense Absolute. of respect. The respect, has, yeah. You don't want to be a person traipsing all over, um, you know, over a place that has, there has been a great deal of pain in. Yeah. You know, certainly a respect for where it is. Yeah. But I'm pretty, like, I would imagine that a lot of places people um, go exploring, they don't know what the history of the house is. Mm-hmm. You know, they that. go in with open yeah. minds. Yeah. And I think that would be the way to do it, mm. is to go in with an open mind. Because sometimes a house is just a house, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it would be fun to, to go into a haunted house or whatever, but sometimes a house is a house. And, and sometimes sometimes the dance club can be a former um, just KGB um Torture center. Sure. <laughs> I, I don't think you'd live to tell that tale. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, um, you and I should go and find an abandoned place to, to explore. <laughs> and, and hopefully not fall through the floor, the floorboards, <laughs> and then report back. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, that's something for the summer, I guess. There you go. Maybe try to find a After place. COVID. Yeah. 
take a few videos are are abandoned so chances of social distancing are pretty high yeah that's for sure so but well if you you can explore these places a lot of there's lots of interesting places to explore online mm-hmm. so lots of urban archaeology from the armchair yes and, and that's usually where check them out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're wishing you happy exploration and just have a great day cheers